Welcome to State of the Nonprofits. I'm your host, Autumn Vest, Executive Director of MSS. So why State of the Nonprofits? Well, nonprofits are the heart of any community and here in the Permian Basin, it's no different. This podcast is designed for people who want to make our community better. The ones who work in nonprofits, serve in nonprofits, or the ones who are just beginning to seek out a way to make life better for others. This is where we'll talk about the challenges and hurdles facing our nonprofits and the people we serve. We hope to discover and share some incredible stories of impact and success. Thank you for joining us today on our episode of State of the Nonprofits with MSS. I'm Autumn Vest, your host, and I am so pleased and excited and thankful to have Kay Kreitz with me today. Kay Kreitz is a longtime advocate for nonprofits in our community. She's a great mentor for nonprofits, and she is the executive director of Big Brothers Big Sisters. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Well, I'm going to be honest. So we tried to record this back about a month ago or so, and things got a little sideways. The sound wasn't so great. So Kay and I get a do over. So I'm hopeful that it is even better than what we had hoped for before, because it was great, even though we had some technical difficulties. So thanks for your patience. Anytime. I want to talk to you today about a couple of things. Most of all, you know, what's happening at Big Brothers Big Sisters? Give me kind of the quick core, what you guys are up to right now? We are basically just trying to find volunteers. Um, the, the kids are there. They they need somebody to give them that positive voice and reinforcement. But COVID hit us really hard on volunteers. So we are down to about half of the numbers that we normally have as far as children matched. And so we just really need to find the volunteers. So how many children do you have right now in the line that are looking for mentors? Uh, 55. 55. And that's, wow. again, about half of what, what we normally are. But there's no need to sign children up and have them just sit and wait and wonder why. Um, I've already in the past had a child ask me, what's wrong with me? And I said, what do you mean, sweetie? What do you mean? What's wrong with you? And he said, well, dad doesn't come around anymore and nobody wants to be my big brother. So there must be something wrong with me. And it's not. It's just the situation right now. It is. Well, and volunteering is so hard. Um, for for anybody, I mean, you have, especially now these days, everybody has so many commitments. And I think pandemic made people take stock of their commitments. And in some ways that helped nonprofits. And in some ways that's also hurt some nonprofits because people realigned, I think, some of their commitments. You know, it's so challenging in getting people back out of their homes, back into the communities. And you guys have tried a lot of great, like really crazy fun things <laughs> to bring in some volunteers. And sometimes it's been successful. You've done ice cream socials. We have. Um, we're free ice cream. If you'll just let us talk to you for two minutes, that all that's all it takes to make you cry. Um, we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you got me in the first 30 seconds of this podcast, so I believe it. But um, yeah, we'll, you know, we try to think outside of the box and and offer Things that, you know, maybe you haven't seen too often or, or recently anyway. So. so when you guys do the ice cream socials, I know you go into some companies and business environments and you do ice cream socials there. How does that conversation start with those companies when you say, hey, can I come bring ice cream to your people? That's basically it. But it is companies that we've worked with for quite a while. We have a relationship with them. Um, and so we just make that proposal. Hey, can we come speak to your your employees about our program? Most of the companies around here really encourage their employees to get involved in the community, be a part of the community. 
it's good for them. It's good for us. And so we just kind of propose that we have this opportunity where we hire a company to come in and do an ice cream sundae bar and their employees can come get free ice cream in exchange for sometimes it's a group discussion that we have and sometimes it's more one-on-one, however fits their needs. That sounds great. Well, you know, ice cream is always a good good way to somebody's heart. You right? know, it is, but we have such a young workforce here. We're finding that they're really getting healthier and ice cream isn't the big attraction that it used to be. Okay. So we may have to find where we're doing a hybrid with maybe protein shakes and ice cream. That sounds interesting. But see, that's what I love about what you're doing, because you've been working in the nonprofits. How long have you been with Big Brothers Big Sisters? Uh, 12 years. 12 years. 12 years of new ideas consistently coming out of what you guys are doing. I'm always seeing you trying something new. And I think that's half of the battle is you can't grow stale in trying to reach out. No, you have to something new to catch their attention. People, I mean, they've just, you've gotten some for maybe two or three seconds as they drive past or or you're speaking to them. And so you've got to have something that's going to make them stop and really focus on what you're trying to say. Like pickles. Like pickles. <laughs> so talk to me about the pickles. How did this happen? And what tell tell our listeners, what is the pickles? Okay. Well, for those who aren't familiar with our mentors, our big deal program or campaign that we did last year, we decided to have fun, just get conversation started. So we had yard signs that were die cut into to look like a jar of pickles. And we put them out everywhere that we could possibly think of. And we were really grateful Um the business community, the education systems, other nonprofits agreed to put these signs out. And it really worked. We, they had no text on them. It was just these jars of pickles all over town. And we had conversations all over social media about what's with the jars of pickles. <laughs> um, and then a week later, we went back and put the stickers on them that said mentors are a big deal with our logo. And then we launched in with the billboards and the bus wraps and um, ads in the local magazines and several other supporting uh, ads. We went everything pickle pun themed. We did um, I'm Pickle Tink to be a big or um, <laughs> who, who, do I, great. <laughs> who do I turn to when I find myself in a pickle, my big. So um, anything that was pickle themed, we gave away dill pickles at our fundraiser. So we, we just really, we did a pickle power party to celebrate the success of the campaign. So... The thing I want to say here is this was the brainchild of you. You it was, came yes. up with this. Yes. And, and I know you had some great support. Shout out to Jessica at SHK Advertising. Yes. We do have some incredible advertising professionals helping the nonprofits in our community, but you are the, the pickle queen. Uh, yeah, that, that's me. I'm just, you know, an old sourpuss. No. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But. At two o'clock one morning, you know, as I laid there staring at the ceiling, trying to figure out a solution to how we could find more bigs in the midst of a pandemic when we couldn't go speak at at various companies or nobody was holding the public events. I thought, well, you know, let's see if we can get some conversation started about what the signs are for. And then, um, and it, I mean, we were on Nextdoor, we were on Facebook, we were on Instagram, we were on uh, Twitter, we were on TikTok as the students shared 
how many signs they could steal. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, we, we lost quite a few that the, way. But <laughs> maybe that's not the target audience yeah. we want for. But, you know, it got the conversation out there going and that's what we wanted it for. That is such a cool idea. So you launched another campaign, another special campaign, another brainchild in, for the new year. We did on based on New Year's resolutions. Um, it, it occurred to me that both sides of our equation, if it's if we're successful, it can change our community and the world. The big by mentoring a child and helping them experience things that maybe they would never have a chance to experience otherwise. And also um, just to give them that positive reinforcement that they need that so many of them don't have anymore. And so through that actions, they're changing this child's world. And through changing the child's world, they're going to be more successful. Children with mentors are more likely to continue their education, less likely to engage in risky behavior. And so in changing the child's world, that child is going to grow up and change our world. So I kind of just threw this out at Jessica and said, I just have this vague idea. The pickle campaign I had laid out. I knew I wanted this, this, and this. This campaign, I just kind of threw this rough idea and she did a great job of fleshing it out. Well, if you don't want to sign up to be a mentor after listening to Kate talk about (laughs) changing the world, I don't know what's going to motivate anybody because your passion is clear. And it's just really incredible that you're trying some things that are outside the box pickles and and changing the world. And you're really working hard to impact your littles. But I also see what you're doing is impacting the community of nonprofits. I mean, you have been a mentor, you know, a lot of what you're doing. I'm really lucky to get to work with you and learn from you. Aren't you sweet? Well, (laughs) I try to be sometimes. Sometimes I get in trouble for it. (laughs) But no, you know, I just am really grateful to be a part of the team with you. Looking at 2022 in our community, is there something that you identify as what's a challenge for us? I mean, we're still coming out of pandemic. I think we're all Hopeful. Fingers, eyes, and toes crossed. You know, how do we move forward as a nonprofit community, you know, in trying to bring these volunteers? What can we do collectively? And I, I don't know, I'm putting out this big question and you're yeah. probably going, oh my gosh, Autumn, you want me to answer this. <laughs> how do we, how do we re-engage with some of our volunteers in this new post-pandemic world where priorities have shifted? It is a challenge because we had to at least for a full year or to a full year and a half, we were forced to pull back in. Um, We had to stay insulated. We had to stay away from people or we were told we had to stay away from people. And so we got into that mindset. And so now getting people back and engaged is a real challenge. But I've always felt like the nonprofit community was stronger when we worked together Uh, Yes, we all have our own missions and sometimes they're kind of overlapping and maybe, you know, there's a little bit of a territorial feeling there about, you know, I've got to take care of my agency. But if we can work together like we have with Permian Basin Gives, we can benefit the entire nonprofit community. And I've really had such luck with the YMCA helping our matches. They can go there free of charge. The theater gives us free tickets. We've had such luck with the nonprofit community pitching in and helping each other. We're really fortunate that we have a very inclusive community, but we've really, I think, got to work together more to get volunteers back and engaged. And I think that's the biggest challenge for all of us. Volunteers are important for almost every nonprofit. Yeah. I mean, even for MSS, you know, we don't have 
a volunteer every day in the building, but our board members are our volunteers. Mm-hmm. And that's an arena as well that I think some of us are seeing a lot of change in. So oh, you you really hit the nail on the head. Collaboration is at the core of what we do and working together and sharing resources. And Kay just wrapped it up in a really nice bow. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's the thing that we all can look at is how can we break down our silos and start to come together to make a serious impact in our community because at the end of the day, that is why we're all here and doing what we do. We want to do better for West Texas. Right. And I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm, I don't know how we've got to do it, but we've got to do a better job of putting what we do out to the community because we're not doing a good enough job in letting the community know what we do and who's out there. Absolutely. And that, I think, is a conversation that we're going to continue to pursue and continue to to circle around and, and try to find the answer to. We're so lucky to have people who see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And that is such an incredible, valuable piece of what our nonprofit community has to offer here. And I'm so grateful to get to work with you. And thank you for coming and, and visiting about this with me and sharing what your challenges are, what your successes have been, that you are the pickle queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I want to just thank you for throwing out to the nonprofit community a challenge. Mm-hmm. I, I see it as a challenge. I see it as an opportunity. Absolutely. An opportunity. To, to be together and, and to do better for each other. Well, thank you for giving me a chance. Thank you for joining us today for State of the Nonprofits. I'm Autumn Vest, Executive Director of MSS. And join us next time. Look for us on all your platforms where you get your podcasts or come visit us at midlandss.org and find out more about Midland Shared Spaces. Special thanks to our partner, Recording Library of West Texas, for allowing us to record in their studio and working with us on this podcast.